Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Body Podcast. My name is Brianna Wilkerson from Mainwell, and I am your host. I am a holistic health and life coach, CrossFit Level 1 trainer, and a doTERRA essential oils advocate on a mission to empower women to be healthy and thrive in all areas of their lives. But I truly believe in order to do that, it starts with your physical health and it starts with having a healthy body. So this podcast is all about providing you with the resources, support, and encouragement you need to get a healthy body and healthy life in a natural, sustainable way. You'll find solo episodes and interviews on what I call my seven pillars of a healthy body, nutrition, exercise, stress management, sleep, digestion, toxic load, and mindset and habits and other areas of your life. You'll also find bonus essential oil features empowering you to use essential oils in your everyday life. I'm so excited you're here again and hope you subscribe, rate, review, and let me know how each episode impacted you. So stay tuned for the next episode and a brief introduction to the episode's sponsor. This episode of the Healthy Body Podcast is sponsored by my seven tips to heal your gut resource. This is a simple yet practical guide to help you get started in caring for your digestion and caring for your gut, which is so important to your overall health. You can grab this free resource in my Healthy Body Resource Library. If you just go to madewell345.com slash healthybodyresourcelibrary, you'll get access, you can grab the resource, and then be sure to join us in the Healthy Body community on Facebook to unpack it. All right, grab the resource and let's get into the episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Body Podcast. My name is Brianna Wilkerson, your host, and today with me I have Kristen Thomas to just talk more about digestion. And we were just talking about, I have no idea how I found her on the World Wide Web, but I just love the work she do, does around healing gut and just digestive health. And I think she's just the perfect, perfect person to talk to us today. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit about you, what you do, and your digestion story. Yeah. So um, so I'm the founder of um, a functional nutrition practice called Thrive by Food, and I'm also the creator of the Gut Health Society, which is my signature 12-week process for healing the gut and overall healing the body. Um, so I've been doing this for almost four years now. But really, I feel like I've been living gut health my almost you know my entire life because it's it's my entire story, which I think we'll we'll get into in this interview. But um, yeah, I, I help women uh, primarily who are struggling with uh, digestive health uh, issues, autoimmunity, um, hormone imbalances, kind of you know overarching uh, conditions in the body that are often very complex, and um, I see them as very interrelated from a functional view. And so I, you know, I help women that, that have, you know, one or multiple um, conditions like that going on, figure out, you know, what's at the root of, of those conditions, um, rather than just putting, you know, a bandaid on top of them, and helping them to actually revive their health so that they can feel back to normal and feel like, you know, their vibrant, regular self that they want to, they want to be. That's so great, because you're right. Like at the digestive issue, you know, our gut is connected to so many things. And often we just accept our conditions as normal though. Like, Oh, I just have acid reflux. Oh, I just eat, you know, and I just think what you do is just so important at helping women understand what the root is and how to heal it naturally. So can you tell us a little bit about your story of how you, you know, what you struggled with digestive wise and how you came to where you are now? 
Sure, absolutely. Um, so I'm actually coming out on a, with a, um, a book on this, hopefully this fall, fingers crossed. I'm starting to put that out into the universe. Um, but basically, like, when I started to, to be, like, around age 15 or so, I started to realize that things really were kind of going wrong in my body. And I was so scared because I was still so young and I really felt helpless. Um, you know, I started to feel like acid reflux and I started to not you know, process dairy too well. I start to get stomach aches all the time, kind of these scary things for, you know, a teenager to experience. And all my doctors wanted to do was, you know, put me on acid blocking medications and give me lactate pills. So tried that for a while, didn't really resolve it. Issues kept getting worse and worse to the point where soon after I'd graduated college and uh, moved up to Boston, which is the area that I currently live in, um, I started to get really, really sick like to the point where I couldn't, you know, even get out of bed because my stomach was in so much pain that if I moved an inch, I felt like my intestines were just going to explode. Um, it was the most scariest time of my life. You know, I had been to the ER more times than I'd like to count at that point. And um, so I knew that something bigger than just acid reflux and lactose intolerance was going on. Uh, so... I was, you know, Boston has a lot of really great doctors. So I, you know, went basically doctor to doctor and hospital to hospital trying to get a diagnosis. And ultimately, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune irritable bowel condition, um, where basically the immune system is kind of going haywire and is causing a lot of inflammation in the digestive tract. And you can wind up with things like food sensitivities and, you know, lots of inflammation and tons of pain and, um, you know, lots of brain fog as well. And just overall, you know, I'm just really not feeling well head to toe. Um, and so, you know, I went down the conventional medicine route for quite a while with that, taking, you know, the medications that they wanted me to be on and just kind of, you know, going down that route and thinking that that was kind of, you know, the only option, the only path. And um, it came to the point where a couple ER visits after diagnosis and all the medications that were supposed to be helping me get better, um, that my doctor told me that my body had stopped responding to the medications and that the only option for me at that point would be surgery to remove part of my intestines, essentially. And I was 22 years old at the time, and that just didn't sit well with me. It just didn't seem like that was the answer and that that was going to be my future. So I had no idea what else I was going to do, but I politely declined his, his option, his plan. And I walked out and never, never came back to him, never came back to conventional medicine because throughout the next couple of weeks after that, I really kind of went on my own exploration journey, figuring out like what I could do with this. Um, so for some reason, the universe guided me towards acupuncture because as you can imagine, this whole scenario was very stressful. And I started to read that, you know, one of, uh, the great, you know, a great treatment option for, you know, stress and anxiety is acupuncture. And so I figured why not? Like I, I can't not try something like this. And so I remember very vividly in my very first appointment with this acupuncturist, she asked me about my diet. And that was something I'd been begging my doctor to talk to me about for a couple of years. And so she was kind of appalled at what I was eating. And those were things that my doctor had told me to be eating. And it was a lot of like gluten and processed um, foods at that point. Like he told me to eat, you know, pasta and, and milk and, and rice and bread when I was flaring up. And she basically told me that those were some of the most inflammatory foods that I could be eating. And so that all kind of mapped up why I wasn't getting better and why I was actually getting worse. So she had me basically completely change my diet. I pretty much went on like a paleo diet. Within two weeks, I felt a world of difference. 
Um, and from there, you know, I just, I knew that I was onto something. So I just kept digging and, um, you know, within six months I was off of all the medications that my doctor said I would have to be on for the rest of my life. And I've been in remission ever since then. And because I was so inspired by, you know, everything that I had experienced and, and that whole journey, um, I decided that, you know, I've kind of realized that that was my life purpose was to help other people in a very similar position figure that out. So that's why today I'm a practitioner helping women who are pretty much, you know, in my scenario, uh, figure out, you know, figure their own path out. Wow. I just think you just choosing to like, look at a doctor in the face and be like, no, like that's not <laughs> their only. So, and I think that's so powerful because I think we often think doctors are the, like, they, they know everything like they, you know, we could, we have to go to them when we're not feeling well. And even though we continue, it continues to persist. They're like, but the doctor said this, right. And I just love that you're an example of, but what is my body saying? And what, how can I do this naturally? Cause mm -hmm. I think that is just like the way that like life used to be. And don't get me wrong. I obviously, you love doctors. You love, like they can do things that I'm so grateful for. Yes. Uh, but often, you know, the earth and all these things can have things that are meant to help us and to mm -hmm. do it naturally, but it's, that's not what's been pushed to us. And like, I love that you spoke to the acupuncture. She's like, those are the most inflammatory foods you could ever eat. And you're like, oh, you know, cause that yeah, it all added up, right? We're like told bread, pasta, all the grains at the bottom, but that's some of the most inflammatory foods you're saying. So I'm just amazed by your story and just how you're choosing, you know, to use that to help other women. So that's so beautiful. So talk to us a little bit then about, you know, because obviously though what was happening in your gut was affecting your whole body. It was affecting your energy, it was affecting probably your skin, all these different things. So it's kind of, it just your story highlights that what happens in our gut and our digestive system is the core of our health mm -hmm. and it does impact other things such as hormones. So talk to us a little bit about that, the digestion being the core of our health and even the hormone connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is a topic I love speaking to because also, you know, kind of the way that we're trained, you know, when we go through, you know, grade school science class and, you know, the, the way that our, you know, our conventional, you know, healthcare system kind of talks about health is that each system, you know, digestion, hormones, liver, all that stuff is, is independent of each other and is a separate system and requires a separate, you know, a separate practitioner or separate medication or something like that to address. But from more of a, a functional and holistic standpoint, that's actually not not true and not the lens in which, you know, I look at things. And um, I experienced that firsthand. And so when I started to actually learn about it, when I went through my certifications, it all made complete sense because I had already kind of gone through that whole process. And so what I had started to realize in my own health and my own journey was when my digestion was, you know, just clearly, you know, going going downhill fast. Um, my energy was tanked out. I mean, you know, I would have to drag myself out of bed, you know, by lunchtime, I was ready for a nap, but I was working in an office at the time. So I obviously couldn't take a nap. So I was just, you know, taking, you know, cup after cup of coffee just to keep myself going. And even then it wasn't like truly, you know, keeping me alert and awake. Um, my memory was starting to lapse, which as you know, a 21, 22, 23 year old female, very scary, right? We shouldn't have memory lapses when we're that young. Um, my sleep was horrible though. So despite how tired I was, by the time it was nighttime, I was feeling kind of like a wired, tired feeling where I just couldn't 
fall asleep. And so that just kind of made my energy issues each next day even worse was that I was, you know, not getting sleep and I was continuing to be really, really tired. Um, and so kind of as I had started to, you know, get curious about, you know, what was really going on in my body and starting to take control of that, I came across a functional practitioner that specialized in what was called adrenal fatigue at the time. Um, now it's called HPA access dysfunction, but um, that was something also that my acupuncturist had brought up to me when she had checked my, my pulse point on our very first appointment was she could tell that my adrenals were completely exhausted. And if your adrenals are exhausted, then you know your energy is going to tank, your sleep's going to be disrupted, and even your sex hormones can be disrupted, which can impact your, your cycle, your period, um, you know, everything with regards to, to your hormones. And especially for women, that's so, so important to have those in check. So I worked with um, a functional practitioner to actually do some really in-depth testing on my hormones to see like what was really going on. And the results came back. Uh, my adrenals were completely tanked. So my acupuncturist was spot on with that. But also my sex hormones, like my estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, they were in perimenopause range, which I shouldn't have been experiencing until many decades later. Um, and that was really kind of a wake up call to me that it wasn't just my digestion that had been suffering all this time. It was other areas of my body that, you know, data was actually showing were really, really suffering. And so I could tell that because my periods were irregular. I had terrible PMS. Um, and you know, I just, you know, like my libido was, was lacking. I just had, you know, kind of mood swings and it was just, it didn't feel like myself anymore. I felt like I was living in a stranger's body. And again, as you know, early twenties, it was very scary for me to, to be in that position. So, you know, she explained to me, and now this is, you know, something that I've studied extensively myself was that, you know, if there's severe stress or imbalance in the gut, because the gut is really at the core of so much of our health, then any other system, including our hormone system, is going to suffer. Um, one of the best ways I can explain that is that, you know, we eat food, obviously, for nutrition and, and fuel. But if our digestion is out of whack, either due to infections or inflammation or autoimmunity or any condition like that, um, you're going to have a harder time breaking down and absorbing nutrients. And when that happens, you know, you have nutrient deficiencies and your body, you know, every single cell in your body needs nutrients. It needs fuel in order to do what it needs to do. So if you're not able to break down the nutrients from your food, then, you know, systems like the hormone system are going to suffer because they don't have the nutrients it needs. They don't have the fat. They don't have the vitamin C, all the key nutrients that our hormones need to, you know, survive and, and operate correctly um, are going to suffer. And so that was exactly the case of what was going on with me. Wow. You just summed it all up right there. Just, <laughs> yeah, I just think, you know, you just highlighted on some really important hormones. Like, yeah, definitely estrogen, testosterone, you know, and just all of that being in a menopausal phase, like in your 22, 23, it's like, whoa. And then even the energy, the adrenals, I think many of us have adrenal fatigue and we don't even realize it. Like that's actually why we're tired. Like I had a friend who sadly, like, I think he had a, like a crash because he was just really overworked, not, you know, not being able to sleep as much. And so sometimes it's not even necessarily our fault or even the, you know, it's just stress and just working so much. And that does affect the gut, which affects the adrenals. And so, and I love how you just mentioned it's all connected. Like, 
learning in health class about the digestive system, the excretion system, the circulatory system. And I think I've always been fascinated by it. And similar to you, I'm just like, it's all connected. Similar to us, you know, if we're stressed out, we're not going to sleep as much. And so all those different things and um, just love how you, how you highlight that. So tell us a little bit then about what you do with your clients, like knowing all of this, knowing your experience, what you've studied. You know, if someone was to say like, okay, I need help with my gut health, what would that look like? Yeah, so it's, it's different for everyone. And that's kind of what's really interesting about functional nutrition is that it's, it's an individualized approach to, to somebody. So there's no like one size fits all, um, you know, diet or, or protocol or recommendations. It's all very much dependent on what's going on with that individual. But, you know, if someone's coming to me, you know, maybe in a similar place that I was in many, many years ago, you know, I always start with with stool testing um, to actually see like what's going on in the gut. And um, the tests that I do are much more advanced than what you'd find in any you know regular doctor's office. Usually, um, they're leveraging technology that's about twenty years ahead of its time from you know the ones that are currently run in doctors' offices um, by using DNA based technology where we can actually detect the DNA of different, you know, microbes in the gut, both good and bad. Um, and it's a much more advanced way than typical testing methodologies of like culturing or using a microscope to, to look for pathogens. Um, a lot of more advanced pathogens that we're seeing today can actually evade those testing um, methodologies. And that's a whole nother discussion in and of itself. So I won't get too deep on that, but I like to just explain, you know, that there's a big difference between the types of tests that you're running. So a lot of people come to me saying, you know, I've been trying to, you know, test this stuff. Like I have a feeling that I have like a parasite or a bacteria or, you know, inflammation or something, but the tests that my doctors are running keep coming back normal. And they just say that either it's all in my head or, you know, that there really isn't anything going on. And just to keep you know, keep on keeping on basically until I have like an awful symptom or, or flare up or something. Um, and it's really frustrating to them because they know their bodies and they know that something's going on just like I did. Um, and so, you know, they seek out a practitioner like myself who is willing to invest in them and is willing to, you know, get to the bottom of it and run, you know, the right tests that are going to get the data behind what's going on with them. So I've never had a test result come back from the types of tests that I run that haven't shown anything. There's always things that come that map up pretty much exactly with what's going on with them. And I've had people cry in like happy tears or just like burst out, you know, in a big smile because they're like, thank goodness, finally something explains why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. Um, and so it's actually a relief. I mean, obviously, you know, if something comes back, there's some work we need to do, but it's good work because it's going to help to address, you know, why they've been symptomatic or, you know, in a flare up for so long. And so, you know, using, you know, a combination of, uh, you know, particular diet changes or, you know, working in like some herbal supplementation, um, even changing, you know, some lifestyle practices, we can actually begin to, to rebalance the gut. And then when we start to see the gut improve, when, you know, we begin to improve the breakdown of food, we begin to remove, you know, bad microbes or inflammation that's kind of in the way of normal digestion. And we support, you know, good bacteria in the gut and proper absorption of nutrients. We see, you know, their energy improve, their sleep improves, their skin improves, hormones improve. You know, I even had a woman work with me recently who we just focused on the gut for several months. And simultaneously, though, she was having terrible, very painful periods to the point where she would have to call out of work because they were so bad. By the end of, of our program, um, she was in my, my signature three-month program, um, she reported to me, she was like, we didn't even touch my hormones, and I just wanted to let you know that 
like I don't have PMS anymore. Like my cramps are totally gone. My period is so easy. Um, so that's kind of the power of working on the gut is even if people don't have like severe gut issues, like like I did, or like, you know, a lot of other people with autoimmunity or IBD or IBS, um, working on the gut is almost always where I start with people, no matter what's going on with them, because so many of us today have some level of compromise in our gut just due to, you know, foods that we are either eating currently or have eaten in the past that are kind of foreign to our body, like processed foods, you know, stress is a huge inhibitor to gut function. Um, all these different factors, environmental, you know, toxins and chemicals, all those things can inhibit proper digestion. So it's really where I start with almost everybody, even if they're not having like outward symptoms. That's so great. You're like the undercover health police there, you know, <laughs> just like looking at the root. And, um, you know, I always think stool testing is so funny because I think maybe once or twice, you know, when you're in, you're a doctor, you're like, you like, you know, you have to go to the doctor, like, can you get a stool test? You're like, ah, I don't want to give you my stool. But it's so true. And I think people feel weird talking about crap. Like it's like, you don't need to feel weird. Like it is a normal process of excreting what our body does not need and is not good for our body. So it has a lot of data in it. Um, and someone else that I yeah, interviewed for the podcast, she just went in and she just was like, don't be afraid of stool testing. It actually could say so much for you. And I yeah. love that you start with that and you're trying to get rid of the stigma around stool. <laughs> oh yeah. I tell people all the time. I'm like, Poop talk is encouraged when you're working with me. So I'm going to bring it up. So, you know, get comfortable with it at that point. But like, if you have something, you know, that you wouldn't tell anybody else about your poop or whatever, you can, this is a safe space and you can talk to me about it because there's nothing I haven't heard or experienced at this point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, Diane Sanfilippo, I think in her practical paleo, I mean, her first edition, it, she has like a lot of graphics and she's like, guide to your poop and you just see all these different like characters like all shapes of poop and I just yep. remember looking at it being like that makes so much sense when I eat that it looks it looks like that yeah. um you know and so I just think getting around not not talking about this I just think you're just you know um making things more approachable so thank you for talking about school yeah <laughs> so if anyone wants to like get in contact with you whether you know um learn more about what you do, what free resources do you have, what programs do you have going on that they can touch base with you about? Yeah, absolutely. So kind of my central hub for everything is uh, my main website, thrivebyfood.com. Um, and then I have a free gift that I would love to offer all of you. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, I'm kind of beginning this journey. I don't know, you know, what I should, you know, change in terms of what I should be eating or if there's any foods that might be beneficial for, um, you know, helping my gut begin this whole process of recovery. Um, so I developed a gut healing recipe guide that has about 20 uh, recipes or some of my favorite recipes that I still make to this day um, that help to, you know, they help to get you off of processed foods or those more inflammatory foods that we had mentioned earlier um, and onto more, you know, whole foods, nutrient dense foods that are going to help your body to, you know, boost natural energy. Um, and that can also help to, you know, soothe inflammation and, and begin the repair process. Um, so as a free gift for, for all of you um, that you can get, um, 
from here. And then I'm always on um, Instagram, Thrive by Food. You could also find me on Thrive by Food um, on Facebook. I'm sharing, you know, one or two posts every single day. I do Facebook lives, Instagram lives. So tons of free content. I love to teach people about, you know, how to think about taking a more natural approach to your health. So um, I have information on my blog as well. So any any avenue that, that you're on and that you're most comfortable with, I'm, I'm there. So I'd welcome you guys to, to get in touch um, when you follow along on any of those channels. Yes. Awesome. And I'll make sure to link everything in there, everyone, so you can, um, you can get access to that. So thank you so much. Um, is there anything like as we wrap up that if someone's listening, someone's starting, we know you have a recipe, like what one bit of encouragement or tip do you want to give to, to the ladies listening? Mm, okay. I'm actually going to give two. If that's okay. okay. Two. Yep. Two. <laughs> so the first is, um, to really listen to your gut instincts. So it's called gut instincts for a reason. You know, we don't really think about like why that is, but our gut is considered our second brain. Um, we actually are made of more uh, bacteria cells than human cells, and most of those reside in our digestive tract. And our bacteria are smart. They're 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 very advanced. They're very smart. They know what's going on. So if you feel, you know, if you know you feel your stomach kind of twinge when you think about a certain food or a certain person or a certain scenario or something might be a sign that that's maybe not great for you. But if you start to feel like butterflies and excitement in your stomach about, you know, doing something that that might be a sign that that's something good. So I always encourage people to just kind of sit with themselves, like, especially if they're coming to like a big decision about, you know, let's say, you know, they were presented with an option, you know, at their doctor and it makes their stomach cringe and it just doesn't feel right. Like sit with yourself and really kind of tap into what your body's telling you. Maybe put your, your hands on your stomach and just kind of connect with yourself deeper and really don't ignore those gut instincts because I've learned to, to listen to mine and they've never, it's never steered me wrong. I really have gotten so much closer to my body through this entire process and really started with that. So never ignore those instincts. They're usually pretty spot on, or at least they're going to guide you towards your next step. Um, and then secondarily, you know, as you start to maybe go down this path of, of changing, you know, what you're eating a bit, if, if that's something that you're looking to do, um, one of the biggest things that I see people not doing, and it's one of the first questions I ask my clients is, how well do you chew your food? Mm. And the reason I ask that is because as a society, we're so much more busy today than we were before. You know, we're multitasking, we're eating lunch on the go in between meetings, you know, we're rushing through dinner to do whatever's next. You know, we're eating breakfast in the car, things like that. And we're not focusing on chewing, but digestion begins in the mouth where, you know, we have saliva and our saliva is full of enzymes and those begin to break down the food. So if you aren't chewing your food very well, you're making the rest of your digestive tract work that much harder. And if you already have some level of gut dysfunction, it's going to make it harder to absorb your nutrients. And a lot of people end up with like bloating or pain because they're not chewing their food well. So I always tell people to start improving your digestion in your mouth by just chewing more. And you should start to see some, some noticeable improvements there. So those would be my two tips. Yes. So simple yet so hard, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm finding it. It is when it comes to taking care of our body. It's like, it's, actually can be so simple yet you were you know so hard to just chew take time to chew it's okay not to like eat and work at the same time right right we're all guilty of it sometimes but you know it, it could mean the difference between good gut health and not good health so thank you yeah. so much for joining and sharing all your wonderful knowledge and your story and your experience with us 
Thank you for having me. Thank you. So everyone, make sure you check out the blog post or the show notes that go with this, and I'll have all the links for Kristen there. Um, make sure you join um, my Healthy Body community so we can unpack this a little bit more. Kristen also has a Facebook group, so you can join that. The Gut Health, is it the Gut Health group? Yes, the Gut Health Society. Yeah, that's what it is. So make sure you join that as well. All right, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Healthy Body Podcast. I hope you're leaving encouraged, inspired, and motivated to care for your digestion and your gut. If you haven't grabbed the copy yet, go to themadewell345.com slash healthybodyresource library to grab your seven tips to heal your gut guide. And then be sure to join us in the Healthy Body community to unpack it. But if you're ready for a higher level support and community and content and coaching around digestion on all these other areas of a healthy body, be sure to check out the Healthy Body Academy. There is now a group option and a one-on-one option. So go to madewell345.com slash healthybodyacademy and let's get started. All right, I'll see you on the next episode.